This is the new TC Pride Podcast, episode 130. On location at Lush for a festival comedy preview with the Big Fat Comedy Hours, Sarah McPeck. Twin Cities Pride Podcast, we're on location at Lush for a a special impromptu uh, episode of the TC Pride Podcast, and I am here with... Sarah McPeg, what's up, Twin Cities? Sarah, how you doing? Thank you so much for being here. So uh, the first thing I want to say is that we haven't prepared for this at all. So uh, so for people who aren't familiar with the work, you're like you're an improv artist. So in uh, in true improv uh, form, we didn't prepare for this at all. We're just kind of going to go for this. I'm, I'm in large part going to like leave it to the professional to kind of lead this thing. Uh, but a couple of things we did want to talk about uh, for sure are the Big Fat Comedy Hour happening here at Lush. It's been going on for a couple of years now, um, as well as the Big Fat Comedy Hour at the Twin Cities Pride Festival, which I think is in its third year. Um, so what can you tell people, first of all, about uh, well, about Sarah McPeck and kind of like what you do, uh, the work you do in the community, and uh, your particular uh, part of the art space here in the Twin Cities? Um, my name is Sarah McPeck, and I pretty much do all of the fun stuff in the community. It centers around me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do a lot of improv. I'm a teacher at the Brave New Workshop. I do a lot of workshops for other community members as well, outreach and whatnot. But my passion project is the Big Fat Comedy Hour held at Lush every third Sunday. We have grown this show from just its baby little comedy show to one of the best variety shows, most well-attended shows in the Twin Cities. We have amazing headliners from all over. I'm so lucky when I've been connecting with comedy festivals to get other headliners out here. And Twin Cities Pride has always believed in me, and I want to shout out to everyone on the board members, Sean McDonald, Dot Bessler, all of uh, Rhonda McDonald, all the other amazing people I'm probably forgetting right now, um, because they have always believed in me and given me a chance to perform at Pride and given me the rainbow stage, and every year people are looking forward to it and coming back year after year. It's been wonderful. And aside from the Big Fat Comedy Hour providing a space for queer uh, comics and drag performers to perform, um, you're also giving back to the community every every time you do this. Yeah, every Big Fat Comedy Hour, um, come here. Actually, we every Big Fat Comedy Hour we have a virgin sacrifice, and my virgin sacrifice just walked in the bar today. Oh my gosh! Um, so this is her. This is uh, Ro- Rosina. Yes, and she has never done stand-up comedy before. And so what we do is we get one gentle soul to tell us all their secrets in three minutes, and then we do an offering for money, and we give it to a charity. So let's see what's going on with our virgin sacrifice for tonight. Rosina, great to meet you. Great timing, by the way. Yes, nice to meet you guys. Hi. What what can you tell uh, the Twin Cities Pride podcast community about yourself? Well, um, I'm Rosina, and this will be my first time, and I have a really good setup for everybody. So, You're all ready to go. Three minutes doesn't seem like that long, but let me tell you, when you're on stage, I bet you can seem like, like a really long time. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm expected to be very nervous, but, you know, I'm excited. I can't wait to do this, and I've been waiting for it. So, And, and I have to say, your makeup is on points tonight so I think that's incredible thank you thank you yeah I made sure that it was very there that's right she's ready for the stage everybody well thanks for stopping by Rosina we'll see you in a little bit thanks Rosina awesome and um hey Amanda Costner just walked by she's our headliner for tonight Amanda what's up 
You might know Amanda Costner uh, from Champagne Jamboree, uh, the other half of my lesbian musical duo. That You're the champagne, she's the jamboree. Yeah, I am the champagne and she is the jamboree. What's up, Amanda? Hey, how's it going? That don't mean I'm not classy, though. No, she is totally classy. <laughs> Something interesting about the Champagne Jamboree uh, uh, is that, uh, so for the very first time, so I'm usually on this side of the interview. Um, actually, it was on the Champagne Jamboree podcast uh, like not, not too long ago. For the first time, you guys had me on the other side of the interview. It was, it was crazy. It was cool, though. Ryan was so nervous. It was great. I totally was. Yeah, we had a blast. You're, you're a great interviewee as well as interviewer. Thanks so much. I, I told my story about uh, driving my friend to California, uh, going through Texas, and you guys made up a little uh, a little song about uh, like it raining pancakes in in Texas. It was pretty cool. It was. Was it like? That's what comes to mind right now. Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty lit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I understand. Um, so uh, so Amanda's actually headlining uh, tonight's show. Yeah, Amanda is headlining. Yeah, I'm going to do some solo stuff. We're also going to be doing some crazy antics together. It's going to be a mixture combo, awesome sauce, Les Fest. And Amanda actually just recorded her first comedy special. Um, you want to tell the people about it, G? Yes, it's called Lesbian Jesus. It's my comedy special. It's going to be available on Amazon Prime uh, this summer, probably June. Awesome. Watch out for Amanda Costner, everybody. All right, get out of here. It's my time to shine. <laughs> Thanks so much, Amanda. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye, Amanda. Hey, everybody. I just need to tell you that if you have a dream, you should go for your dream. Because 10 years ago, I was dealing blackjack in a smoky Wisconsin casino. And now I'm pretty much a star. So you should do it, too. I agree. So the other thing too. So like I said, you do improv work. I've I've dabbled in improv. I've taken you know a couple of of, of courses, and and uh, it is a lot harder than it looks for anybody <laughs> that's ever seen improv artists do their thing. So um, I was a big fan of, of comedy sports for a long time, and just like I always look at these people as like, oh my gosh, to be able to do that is just like is amazing. So I took a couple of courses. I'm still not what I would consider like adept at improv. Uh, but I know that I, I've learned a couple of things from you, so I also want to take this opportunity to say thanks. So um, I actually started doing uh, like videos along with all of my, my podcasts recently, and just like getting in front of a camera um, was like a big step for me because like you know like you put a microphone in front of me and I'm, and I'm fine. Right. The, a camera is a whole different thing, and so your whole philosophy on this on this sort of like improv and sort of like sort of growing at the edges thing for you—it's just—it's about just doing it, right? Yeah, totally. Um, it's just doing it, saying yes and to everything. Um, as far as camera work, I honestly, camera on stage, I just completely remind myself that you're talking just like you're talking at any other time in your life. And that's all you have to remember. You know how to do that. The camera means nothing. You do a lot of like actual Facebook Live stuff. That we're talking before, actually, you were as you were pulling in here. We're talking about your uh, your Rascal series, which has been <laughs> has been a hit recently. Yeah, everybody. Um, I recently suffered a stress fracture on my tibula, and my dad, RL McPack, shout out Randy, got me a used Rascal from one of his friends. Um, if you don't know what a Rascal is, it's a, it's an electric scooter. Um, in the back, it says Mitzi's Go Go Machine because um, it was my dad's friend's. Um, mom who passed away rest in peace Mitzi thanks for the go-go machine it has been making my life much better um, I do do property management for a day job and I have to drive around a lot on my scooter um, 
We just have a fan dropping by. Come on in, Charles. Charles is a big fan of the Big Fat Comedy Hour, who's actually on our first uh, Big Fat Comedy Hour. We're doing an interview, Charles. But Charles has... We have you carrying something here. Yeah. Charles is a great fan and friend, and he bought me a Foot Spa Plus to help me get better during my convalescence, and he's dropping it off. Oh my gosh. Charles, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? And what do you have here? What, what make and model are we rocking here? It is a Dr. Scholl's Foot Spa Plus. Awesome. So this is like, wow, this is like top of the line here. It is top of the line. I have to say I'm living the dream. Look at these awesome people that support the Big Fat Comedy Hour and myself. That is awesome. Charles, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you afterwards. You can just leave that here. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Charles. Um, so so what can you, so it's it's so funny. So like, it, it's those things that you wouldn't expect to be like a big hit, but all of a sudden, like, you've got all these people following, like, your, your Rascal series. Oh, yeah. Back to the rascal. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, when people rain gifts on me, we just have to take a moment. Take a moment. And yeah. Um, so I have been going Facebook Live. And at first, I have to say, using a cane and using a rascal was a big blow to my ego. Um, I bet, yeah. Yeah, it's hard getting older as it is. Um, and I, I'm often dating a couple decades underneath my age. So um, I'm always trying to. Was that you that said, like, dating is like a thrift store? <laughs> Facebook was that? Something? Oh, I don't think it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dating, uh, dating after thirty is like a thrift store. You find, try to find the thing that is like least damaged and the least smelly, or something like something that. like that. Yeah, I saw that. It seemed to resonate with a lot of people. I think so. Uh, but so uh, during the day at my day job, I'm always trying to find a way to fit all of my life into everything I have to do. So when I take my break to go get my coffee, I put my phone in my rascal basket. And it's really awesome because the steering shift looks like a giant like snake in between my legs, this like corrugated snake. It's a little phallic, um, but hilarious. And it uh, gets my face at the worst angle, every double chin I could possibly have, but it's funny. And I've ran into a few doors and uh, I get take people on the road with me and we have a great time. And I've had a lot of followers. And what started as something for me to embrace what, what what I was going through and just being present, which actually is a big uh, tenet of improv, is to just stay present and to accept the situation. And I realized I did just have to accept the situation and try to make hay while the sunshine. And I've really gained a lot of fans through the rascals. So, you know, and my community, I will have to say shout out to people that support artists because my whole community rallied behind me, and while I wasn't able to work um, my other job and perform as much, I was able to raise a little bit over $2,000 from friends and family that helped me get through, you know, every every month. So shout out to all those people that helped me, and shout out to helping artists in need. That was really awesome. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So we're at Lush right now. There was like a Sarah McPeck, uh, like a lunch or something that they did, right? Yep. So we did a good old fashioned spaghetti dinner here and all my friends came and performed and you made a donation. You got a spaghetti dinner and it was great. We raised some a good amount of money there and more than anything. Oh, oh and I have to say my seven year old niece came and performed stand up comedy that night and she stole the show. It was awesome. She's definitely got it in her blood. Um, but more than anything, things of this nature and the fact that Lush stands behind me and are willing to put that up for me and support the people that produce shows for them says a lot about them and I'm really thankful for my community here. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of things, right? So like one is 
that that you're able to take something that could most people would see as like a negative situation, right, with a stress stress fracture and and uh, sort of these sort of negative like. Uh, experience you've had recently, you've been able to turn them into something positive, which I think says a lot about you, um, in in general. Um, and then this 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 um, this idea that we really all do need to stand uh, together as a community. Um, you know, it's funny we were talking a little bit about this uh, the acronym, sort of as as we're before we started recording. And so there's a lot of different letters in this acronym, but like we're really at the end of the day, uh, I mean, we're sitting here at Lush so surrounded by all the flags. There's like, gosh, a couple dozen flags in the air, right? Uh, but we're really all part of one big community and it's really important that we all stand together and, 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 and help each other out where we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't preach how in this polarized climate that we have that we need to start meeting people in the middle and we need to start rallying behind our communities because I think the only chance that we have to survive what's happening is to build stronger communities. So start giving back to the communities that you're in. That's the most important thing, I think. I mean, we also talked about that uh, that fundamental of improv, that yes and too, right? So, I mean, there's there's probably an element there where it's yes, accepting that things are the way they are right now, but trying to make the best of them um, and sort of improve upon the situation any way we can. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, very well said. It's it's confusing for me when you speak so well, Ryan. Oh, it doesn't always happen. Yeah, it's uh, you're throwing me off tonight. You're just like a like a poet tonight or something. Well, you know, what's funny too is it was it was a couple of years ago that that we first did this. Uh, so we'll throw throw back. Make sure you listen to, and that was actually like one of my favorite episodes ever. Out of 120 something episodes we're on now, um, you were just starting the the Big Fat Comedy Hour. Um, you had just launched, uh, released your movie, or was like a pre-release of uh, Project Q. Right, and so we were able to interview some of the artists uh, from from the the film there, as well. And it was a couple of years ago, so things politically were just kind of starting to shift a little bit. And um, and you kind of talked about the importance of us kind of like making the best of that situation, um, regardless of kind of how things were and how things were going to be. Here we are, a couple of years later. Um, where where do you feel uh, we are now? compared to then, given sort of what your predictions were about where we might be now um, at that time? Well, that is a very heavy question, Ryan. Uh, I think we continue to grow stronger. I think if anything, this catastrophic government system that we've been in has made us realign with each other and hold on tighter and realize that together we can make change. Um, I think it was really easy for a while to just kind of rest back and think Obama's got us in a great spot. Everyone's going to get rights. It's all going to be okay. Um, and and I have seen the, the queer community. I've seen the comedy community. I've seen a lot of communities get tighter and stronger. And, and I love that. As much as we do have a lot of polarizing forces, um, it's, it's wonderful. I think we are going to take over the world gay people basically um, sorry Ryan but you know you're on the right side of the law Ryan's an awesome ally hey we have our our stage manager for the big fat comedy hour uh, coming through she's a little awkward so just don't don't pay attention to her no I'm just kidding a little <laughs> hey everyone please uh, let me introduce to you one of my stage managers Ida Sansom happy to be here thank you um, Ida is thinking about starting stand-up comedy. Um, Ida, what do you do? You think you're going to follow through on that? It's a great question, Sarah. I'm not sure. It depends on opportunities that present themselves. I've got a set all ready to go. It's just yes. life gets crazy, you know. It's hard to make time. Um, but honestly, I love uh, supporting local comedy. You're number one. 
comedy. Huge fan of local comedy. I love coming out to see local shows. The Big Fat Comedy Hour is one of my favorite things to do. It's actually where I met Sarah. I approached her at a bar. I was like, wow, I love what you do. I love what you've done out there. I love the groups of people that you bring to the scene. It's so much fun. And your virgin sacrifice is a great way for uh, local comedians to get their start. Oh, yeah. Ida, you were a virgin sacrifice, weren't you? Wow, yes, I was. I had not forgotten that. No. Um, no, that was actually a lot of fun. If anybody was out, there was November 18th, 2018. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that day. A couple days before my birthday. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But it's also like there's going to be a virgin sacrifice tonight. Who is it? It's Rosina. We already talked with her. Oh, cool. Rosina. Right oh, there. Cool. Yeah. Oh, God. I think yeah. I think I saw her earlier. She is fabulous. Yeah, you are right. I'm excited to see her tonight. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by, Ida. You're just the bee's knees. You got it. <laughs> so Ryan, are you going to stick around for the show tonight? I'm going to stick around for a bit for sure. So, I mean, this this is just so we've already talked to a few people here. So this this is a collaborative process, right? So I mean, yeah. everything I do, I love to collaborate with. I I'm a solo artist, but my my biggest passion is bringing people in, bringing people into the queer community if it's if it's somebody who needs a helping hand to say, "Hey, come come here. This is a fun place. This is a safe space." If it's connecting people in comedy, if it's saying, I believe in you, you should try this, you should do this. You might not do it forever, but whether you do it forever or you do it one night, you're going to be so proud of yourself that you did it and you tried something new. And I think that is all what life is about, trying new things, having fun, being scared. Absolutely. So just, just to wrap up what we were talking about before, too. So so one of your predictions was that, you know, the, the queer community, um, no matter no matter what part of the community, that, that uh, especially within, like, the arts community, that they were just going to get fiercer and louder and prouder about um, about doing the things that, that you do and that, that nothing was going to was gonna hold that back. I think what's happened with the, the Big Fat Comedy Hour is sort of like a representation of that, bringing those people into the fold. Um, and uh, and providing those opportunities for people to be fierce and to be loud and uh, and to be proud of who they are. Well, that makes me so happy that you see that because that is everything that I want to do. Um, we we are able to pay people. Shout out to Lush for believing me and giving me a budget that we can actually pay artists what they're worth. Um, shout out to the people that come and keep supporting live comedy. And I agree. I just I just want us to all be friends. I'll have a good time. We might go to bed at night and still deal with our own traumas and shit, but every once in a while we can get out and get together and laugh and just forget about it all. And before we shift to the festival, so you've actually come to, uh, picked up a couple new uh, well, gigs right late, lately. So there's there, there's a place in St. Paul, actually, uh, that has been uh, a big part of the, the queer community for a long time that uh, recently sort of shifted ownership, but still uh, has a strong commitment to the LGBT community. Uh, you started hosting a show. Then maybe we talk about that for just a second. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I started a weekly show, something I've always wanted to do. It's a weekly open mic. It's the Laugh Lounge at Black Hearts of St. Paul, now a soccer bar <laughs> slash gay bar. So only in Minnesota. You could kick a soccer ball to the to the actual to the Minnesota United Stadium from there. Oh, absolutely. It's right down the road. Uh, the owner of it, Wes Birding, has been a big supporter of the big uh, the Big Fat Comedy Hour of Sarah McPeck and getting local comedy going. Um, he, again, also provides us a budget to bring in a headliner. So it is local comics working out their stuff. You know, sometimes it's hit or miss, but we're always going to have a headliner that comes in at the end and finishes out the show. It's free. It's free for you to come and sign up. And it's been super fun for me. And it's also a way for me 
who's so busy to be connected with other comedians too, where they're kind of coming to me every week. So that's been a smart move on my part because it is hard to be in a million different places at one time, which is me. Yeah. No, I hear you for sure. Um, and this, so this was the, the townhouse. Um, it was the townhouse. Yeah, it used to be the townhouse. Actually, the townhouse was the very, and this bar where I have my show was the very first gay bar I ever went to by myself. I was scared to death. Nobody talked to me. It was before cell phones. And I have to say, before I went into this bar, I had a very different expectation of what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I figured this package here would be quite the panty dropper. And let me say, folks, it was crickets. Um, I didn't know what to do, but I will. Which happens sometimes. It does happen sometimes. Yep. I think also I'm very femme presenting and that that is sometimes a problem in the queer community um, that people don't read me as being a lesbian. They're just like, oh, this poor girl wandered it off the street and walked into a gay bar. You know, let's just leave her alone with her French twists and her pink Nike shoes. Um, because that's what I wore. Um, hey. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of fun, like full circle. Ten years later, I have a weekly show there and I'm a very well-known lesbian. And, and I love it. And I also met my one of my best friends there that night who still continues to do all of my websites and graphic design for free. Thank you, Erica. I love you. <laughs> Erica, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't be taking my connects. All right, sounds good. Your own deals. <laughs> sounds good. Um, so, so yeah. So they're they're obviously so their new ownership, right? So I know you like to shout me out as your awesome ally. I think I'm just an ally, but you know, um, how how important is it? Uh, you think to like the the queer arts movement to have those allies in those places that are able to provide those spaces, right? Like we, uh, I've talked uh, to other people on some of my other podcasts about how important those spaces are. Just the actual physical location and space. Uh, to have that platform to perform, how how important are those those relationships with those allies um, to be able to have those those places to perform? It's it's amazing um, because our allies can help us grow so much. Um, also, by reaching out to their community, um, you know, it, it seems silly, but like once you really get to know a person, whatever marginalized identity they are, you start to see people as humans. And I think if we all just take away the the, the labels, the gay, the straight, the Republican, the Democrat, the whatever, and start seeing each other more as humans, um, we can do a lot. As far as our allies, we need our allies just as much as we need each other. And... We need that because you can't have a full community unless everyone is involved. Um, so I, I'm very accepting of straight people coming into our spaces as long as they're res respective of our... I don't think I said that word right, but as long as they're respecting our spaces, um, people like you, people like Wes, um, it's it's amazing and I, and I love it. I love celebrating that you want to celebrate us. That's wonderful. You talked about that too, I think, last time uh, we talked about how like you envision a day like in the not too distant future where like there isn't really like that like bold of a line between like the straight bar and the gay bar and like you, you saw that like more like straight people quote unquote are going to more gay bars quote unquote and like people aren't worried like oh my gosh they're going to think I'm gay now. It's just sort of like the line is starting to blur a little bit which is, is going to be a good thing. It's wonderful. It's it's like we don't need our spaces anymore to just be safe on a regular basis, but we still need our spaces as much as any group needs their space to just be together and, and totally do our thing without any any question, really. 
And about the biggest space uh, there is every year <laughs> is the Twin Cities Pride Festival. Let's get back to that. So you've been involved on in the Twin Cities. So this is the third year now of the of the Big Fat Comedy yeah. Hour, actually on the Rainbow Stage. Yeah. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, that and kind of how that all started and uh, kind of what's uh, coming up this year? Um, well, it, it all started by me uh, reaching out to the Pride um, group uh, board. I guess that's a better word for it. This was just another example of you just kind of putting yeah. yourself out there and totally. just being, right? Yeah, this is like, yeah, Improv 101, just putting yourself out there and just doing it. Mm -hmm. I was still a relatively unknown comedian. Um, I had been doing a lot of good work, and I had been doing uh, a documentary with a lot of the movers and shakers in the Twin Cities community. Um, and I was able to talk my way into them giving me an hour and producing a show. And I remember that was probably one of the most scariest the most scary shows I have ever done because outdoor comedy sucks. I have to say to do outdoor comedy, it sucks only because you don't have the room. You don't have the space. You don't have the laughs coming right back at you. So you just have to know that it's out there because you don't really hear it as much. You just have to see it in the faces. Um, but it was a wonderful show. I did it. I put it on. I was so proud of myself. I also had a float that year. It was a crazy pride. And now every year people are asking to do the show. They're asking, where is the Big Fat Comedy Hour at Pride? And it's always at the Rainbow Stage across from the Beer Garden. You can always find it. And we have drag, we have comedy, we have headliners, and it's free and it's lovely. And it's a nice part of Pride that doesn't cost any money. And you can just come and get to know some more queer artists. And what I really love, I just talked to a transgender uh, comedian, a lady, who is going to now be on my Pride show. I had one spot left, and she reached out to me. because She's like, everyone keeps telling me I have to meet you. And I'm like, great, come to my show. And that's kind of how I am. Like, I saw a tape. I haven't met her, but enough people have vetted for her, and she sounds amazing. And I really want to give people a chance to get into communities that they're not a part of, too, so they can network and grow. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny. That, that's kind of how we met, too, is I think you had reached out to Dot, the executive director of Twin Cities Pride, and you were like, hey, there's this, I heard about this podcast, and we should, yeah. right? So that kind of goes back to your whole philosophy about just, I mean, just, just going for it, right? Kind of like you said right at the beginning of our episode here, right? If there's something, if you have a dream, if you have something you want to accomplish, just, just go for it. Yeah, no one's going to hand your dream to you. Um, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Open mouths don't get fed, or closed mouths don't get fed. Closed close mouths don't get fed. Um, you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're bound to get a haircut. <laughs> That's uh, been my philosophy. Back to my dad, who got me the rascal. Um, he actually helped my brother get started as an accordion musician and become pretty well known. And I really watched how they did that, and I kind of applied the same thing to my comedy. I mean, if you can make the accordion sound good, I mean. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Um. So let's let's talk about uh, this year's uh, stage, uh, Rainbow Stage, Big Fat Comedy Hour at the festival this year. Uh, maybe we can shout out a couple of the artists um, that'll be performing this year. Yeah, um, thanks so much. So um, on Saturday, the 22nd, we're going to have Marcin Kelly from Chicago headlining. Um, we're going to have Megan Anderson from Dykes to Drag is going to be on the show. Christy Bartleby, one of my students from the Brave New Workshop. Shruti Iyer, who has been a, an awesome new uh, performer. And then on Sunday, we're having Dwayne Duke, a headliner from Florida. Akeem Woods, a headliner from L.A. Um, we're having Ashley Henderson, a comedian that is bomb she's taking over stages left and right guarantee she's going to be nationally known and probably under five years 
Um, and it's just going to be a killer show. And the best part, just like the Big Fat Comedy Hour, we're all friends, and it all shows, and we're all having a great time and bringing you along for the ride. And every Big Fat Comedy Hour, every Big Fat Comedy Hour at the park, we raise money with our Virgin Sacrifice. We give it to a charity. Up to date, we've raised over $2,500 to give to local community groups where, you know, you don't think that $63 or that $87 the show made might make a difference, but it really does. You know, we do a lot for Queers on Wheels, and they take homeless LGBT youth out to the roller garden, and they buy them pizza, and they let them skate and just be kids and, and get to be in a safe queer community. So that is amazing to me, and a thank you to my audiences who pull out their pocketbooks every show and throw a couple dollars in there, and sometimes more than a couple dollars, and that means so much to me. Thank you. Sounds like you're getting some really strong sort of national representation uh, with this whole Big Fat Comedy Hour thing, too. Yeah, we definitely are starting to get known, and I'm starting to put together shows um, for people like definitely outside the Twin Cities. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I have a couple really big shows in the works for some great lesbian comedians who I have been following for years who are interested in working with me, and that's freaking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, so and you've been traveling a little bit too. Right? Yeah, I just got back from Daytona Beach. I had a couple shows out there. Um, I'll be going to Kentucky later on this summer, and hopefully a few other places. So it's it's been really fun. I just performed in Florida for a uh, a very a place that I thought might be a little scary, a little sketchy. Um, but I got in there and I burrowed through on my lesbian comedy. And there happened to be two lesbians in the room that came up, and one was crying. One gave me a kiss and said, "She, uh, they, they're like, we never have anyone like you here." So that it's those moments, isn't yeah. it? It's those moments that that keeps people in yeah. the kind of work that we do, like going right. And I almost didn't do my lesbian stuff. Seriously, I almost bailed and just did all my mom stuff. And I'm so glad I did. Now we're Facebook friends. We got plans for when I come back to Florida. So it's it's really great. That's the best part. Well, like I said, so we are pre-Big Fat Comedy Hour here. I want to just grab a few minutes of your time. We're already a little bit long. Thank you so much, yep. as always. Uh, where can people find out everything you need to know about Sarah McPack, Big Fat Comedy Hour, et cetera, et cetera? So just go to www.sarahmcpack.com, Instagram, Sarah underscore McPack, Facebook, Sarah McPack, Twitter, Renegade Hippo, and just mostly come to Lush. You'll always find me here, and it's an amazing space. Shout out to um, Ken Darling. Brian Johnston and James Nelson. You guys are fabulous. We've always been huge supporters of the Twin Cities Pride yes. podcast as well. Hashtag it takes a village. Thank you again, uh, Sarah. Good luck with the show tonight. I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks uh, and, uh, and good luck with everything at the festival this year. Thank you so much, Ryan. Have a great day. The TC Pride podcast is a production of the non-pod, non-profit podcast community and Twin Cities Pride. Subscribe now on iTunes, on Android, or by email at tcpridepodcast.org. Because we're in this together. Nonpod turns your email newsletter, blog, or video content into a more powerful, more personal, more intimate, on-demand listening experience. Your podcast. Your story. Your voice. Simplified. Amplified. Learn more now at nonpod.com.